Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have several callers on hold already this evening, and we've had lots of questions submitted online, so I will get to as many of those as I can. This is the last day of August in 2017, and uh, over here in the U.S., we've had lots and lots of coverage on um, Hurricane Harvey, which hit Texas and is now pummeling Louisiana. And God bless all those people down there. Houston's really had a tough time with the flooding. I I read today online that that, uh, it looks like it's um, the worst storm we've had in a thousand years. And I'm thinking, well, how do they know what happened a thousand years ago? I guess they can tell by the rock formations or something. I don't know. But um, the the one thing that I find comforting for me, because when I see those pictures, I just I'm in tears. I, it really is hard for me to, um, it's not hard, but what I do is I, I have to really fight back tears when I watch some of the pictures that are on the news and online. But what I concentrate on are all the wonderful stories of people helping people that are coming out of this. And I mean, just regular citizens and civilians coming out with their boats and their jet skis and there are whatever kind of vehicles that are high up off the ground and rescuing their fellow uh, humans. And it's just remarkable, the outpouring of love from not only people in the area, but also people all across the country and people from around the world as well. So I find that for those of us that, that want to do something to help, obviously we can contribute to the Red Cross and Samaritan's Purse and some of the other organizations that we hear about that are aiding the people who've been displaced and lost their homes and their cars and their jobs and God only knows what else. But I think the one thing we can do is send positive vibes in the form of prayer, meditation, um, whatever you want to do, just think positively for those people. Um, I, I see that the impact of that often when somebody's in surgery, and uh, and I can always tell when I'm scanning somebody who's in surgery, I can always tell how much prayer is being said for that person 
and it it shows what I see is the number of spirits who are there to support the person who's who's having surgery, and they're in the actual operating room. I see it psychically, and there's always a correlation to how much prayer is being said, to how many spirits are there to support the person undergoing surgery. So that's led me to believe over the years that our prayers and our positive thoughts really do have an impact on those that need our help. So if you're listening, please send positive vibes. Please remember the people that have been impacted in Hurricane Harvey in your prayers, and I think it'll have a positive impact. So, okay, let's go to the phones, and I believe our first caller is Kathy. Hi, Miss Kathy. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl? Uh, All things considered, doing pretty well. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Kettering, Ohio. Kettering, okay, which is near Dayton, right? Yes, it's a south south suburb of Dayton. Okay, terrific. Well, talk to us. Tell us what's going on. Um, Okay, so um, my... My intention is to get a, a quick update on Miss Katie and my dad. Um, okay. I haven't been, haven't been up to see my dad, nor have I talked to them much, um, which is interesting. Um, and then um, Katie, you know, it's very interesting. You know, I mean, it seemed like she was checking out, and now she seems to be kind of stabilizing. And um, and I came and, and I came across some other information about what may be going on with her. So, um, so I, I I don't know how long she's going to be around, but for right now, she's still enjoying her food and her water and her her cuddling with me, and I'm I'm happy with that. Terrific. Please tell everybody a little bit about what's going on with your dad, and then tell everybody yes. about Katie, who everybody just FYI, Katie is a cat. Katie the cat. Katie so, the cat. Um, yes. So tell us about your daddy first. Yeah, my dad is in his um, late 70s, and he has end-stage dementia, and he is being cared for by my mother at home with some assistance from from some aid several times a day. And um, as near as we can tell, he's getting pretty close to the close to the end. That's with Julie's helpful input uh, about what's going on, um, which has been very, very, very helpful. Um, so, um, so I'm. I, like I said, I, I don't have a lot of up-to-date information, so I'll be interested okay. to hear sort of what's happening. Okay. All right. Well, let me connect with him first, and uh, and I'll connect with him through you, and we'll okay. see where he is. Um, how I do this, everybody, for those of you who are first-time listeners, is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. And when our body, when our spirits are in non-physical, which means that we're not in a body, we're, we are all spirits having a human experience in a body. And when our spirits are in our body, we vibrate at a, at a slower rate because the body has mass than we do when we're out of a body. So when we're out of a body and we're just in pure spirit, non-physical form, we vibrate much faster and we can communicate with each other telepathically. We can be in multiple places at the same time. All of these, we have all of these different capabilities. So what I do is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. And my eyes are closed and it's like I have a big screen TV in my head and I can see things in my mind's eye. Um, and it's almost like I'm looking at an x-ray or a, or a TV um, 
or a CT scan or a TV. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect with Kathy in Ohio. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm going to see a laser beam, which I'm watching right now. My eyes are covering, or my hands are covering my eyes. There's a laser beam heading north to you, Miss Kathy, in the Dayton area. Okay, got you. All right, now I'm going to connect to your dad. So I see a laser beam go from Kathy's body to her dad, who I know his name is Jack from talking with Kathy several times. So Jack, okay. Jack is in phase 12 of the 12 phases of transition. Kathy, he's been there for a while, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, Everybody, what that means is if you go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and you click on the button in the menu that says the 12 phases of transition, you will see graphics of what I'm about to describe. When our spirits exit our bodies, we exit through the top of the head. That's what you hear people talk about, Kathy, in near-death experiences. They feel like they're going through a tunnel because our spirits exit from our feet all the way up through the top of our body and it holds on to the top of the head and it looks like a bubble that you'd see in a cartoon caption where the words are in a cartoon and uh, and right now in phase 12 his parent spirits are at his feet he they are holding the basically the They're the anchor to a line of angels, guardian angels that are straight across, go out in each direction from his feet. And then there are hundreds of other spirits of family and friends who are there to greet him. His spirit has gone into what I call the vortex, which looks like a funnel cloud to me over the top of the person's head who's dying. And um, it looks like a tornado and it has an upward pull to it. Kathy, it reminds me of when, have you ever driven through a car wash and you sit in the car and at the end of the car wash, that dryer comes on and it sucks all the water off your car before you drive out of the car wash? That's what the the feel is. And what it does is it helps the spirit evacuate from the body when it's time for somebody to go. So he's been holding that pattern for a while. And um, what, about a month? Oh, gosh, at least. I I was counting yesterday. I think it might even be close to five or six weeks. Okay. All right. For a long time. So people can go through these 12 phases of transition. They can do it either instantly or can take days, weeks, months for somebody to go through them. And everybody's exit is, is different. Everybody has their own nuances, but everybody goes through these 12 phases of transition and everybody is surrounded by angels and is carried off to heaven. So three questions I always ask somebody when they're dying telepathically and let's ask Jack. Jack, are you ready to go? No. All right. Well, he's told us yes in the past, hasn't he? I know. Today, it's no. So he's vacillating back and forth then. Today, it's no. Are you in pain? Yes. What do you need? My family. So those two things have been consistent. Yeah. Um, So any questions for him? Any specific questions you want me to ask him? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, I've spent spent such a good deal of time with him and... um, and had alone time with him three times now, and yeah. I feel really complete. I know 
you know, last time we talked about my sister, the fact that she's not comfortable with the situation and hadn't been there. I don't know if she's been there. But he said the last time you talked to him that he understood that she has a hard time with it. Yeah. So, so I guess what I, um, what I find sometimes, Kathy, and and uh, you know, let's ask your dad a couple questions on this, and okay. it, it may give him some comfort and help him go ahead and go on to heaven. Um, I find with people suffering from long term illnesses and and dementia in particular, it's like they're giving the family the chance to get used to them not being around. They're kind of fading out. Um, emotionally and mentally and so it's a transition time for the family but the other thing I find with people who have dementia in particular is a lot of times they're afraid to die and so let me ask him Jack are you afraid to die yes he's telling me what are you what are you afraid of that nobody will remember me okay what what can your family um, say or do for you that will let you know that they'll remember you and and you can go on and they'll remember he needs to hear it from you guys so maybe next time you're with him Kathy you can say something along those lines like you know dad maybe even talk to him about different memories yeah, I did I, yeah. I did I spent two hours one day just me and him doing that like about a month ago Good. And uh, I mean, exactly what you're saying is what I was telling him. I was telling him what a good father he was. I was talking about some of the things that really meant a lot to me. Um, I mean, I really was trying to comfort him and let him know, you know, what a great job he did and how how important he was to me because he was. I mean, wow. Yeah. So I, well, you know, but I, and he seemed to hear me at the time, but I, you know, I don't know how coherent he was. He seemed fairly coherent. Oh, he heard you. His spirit heard you, if nothing else. So he's concerned about nobody remembering him. So uh, you'll you'll come up with some things to do to help him with that. Um, I think next time you go see him, uh, it will come to you. I think you'll be inspired of what to say, especially knowing that that's something that he's afraid of. Now, let me let me connect to Katie the cat and see what's going on. She, we thought she was dying there a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, um, so. Yeah, you thought, you thought she was. And well, I have a little edit, info to add to that, but go ahead and tell me what you see now. Okay. Her spirit is still out of her body and yep. it, re- it looks like the human. Again, that 12 phases of transition illustration that on my site, AskJulieRyan.com, everybody go there. I don't have what pets look like, but the spirit bubble looks the same with humans as it does with pets. The only difference is the pets aren't surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones, but the spirit bubble is the same thing. So when somebody's spirit, or whether that be an animal or a human, is out of their body, I can't get a medical read on them. I can't get medical information visually. I can by asking questions, but I can't get it visually, Kathy, because it's like the power source isn't in the body. Does that make sense? It does. It's like you you can't take an MRI of a body if it's not plugged in. And so... So it's not happening, but what did you want to tell me about 
Well, I was talking to a friend of mine named Melanie who um, who does who actually does energy work and um, has for years, and she um, she was looking at Katie and she said she said and she reminded me of something. Um, there's a and I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I had never heard of him. There's a, a man by the name of Saul Luckman, uh, and not familiar he wrote, with him. He wrote a book, gosh, is it right here? It's right here. Um, it's called Potentiate Your DNA, A Practical mm-hmm. Guide to Healing and Transformation, Transformation with the Regenetics Method. So back in, I completely forgot, back on November 6th, um, the, there's three stages to his energy work. The first one is, is free, and you, you call in on a certain day of the month, and, and there's an activation. And mm-hmm. they do pets. So uh-huh. Katie went through that, and I went through that, and I completely forgot about it. It was back in November. And uh-huh. she said to me, Melanie said, this is what I know. There's three cats who have gone through potentiation, because cats can only go through phase one. Humans can do two, phases two and three. And she uh-huh. said, what I know is, number one, they all look like they're dying for a while. They're all out of their body during that time period. And the other two have uh, the same exact symptoms that she was having, you know, the diarrhea, the the same exact symptoms. So she's like, I can't tell you for sure she's not dying, but I can tell you from my perspective, what I'm seeing is she's, and and guess what the number one thing is that um, that does for animals. And actually phase one does the same thing for humans. It gets rid of the parasites. Mm, Okay. All right. Well, what I'm getting, what I just got and asked is that, um, will Katie die anytime soon? And I got to know. Yeah, that's what Melanie said. She said, I could be wrong, but I don't think she's leaving. I think she's, she's actually doing some really deep healing crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck. I hope she, you know, hope she continues to do that. I'm going to need to run because I got other colors I got to get sure. to, but great report. Go see your daddy. Go spend as much time with your dad as you can. Yeah, okay. I will. I will. Thank you okay. so much, Julie. Thanks for calling, Kathy. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All righty. Our next caller is Vicki. Hi, Vicki. Hi. How are you, girl? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Altoona, Pennsylvania, Central What's Pennsylvania. What's going on up there? Well, I'm calling uh, about my dog, Max. Okay. Um, he's he's 15, 16, somewhere around there, and... Um, had him to the vet yesterday, and they said they did an X-ray and said he has the beginnings of congestive heart failure. Aww. So he, um, yeah, lately he's been uh, pacing a lot, which I understand is kind of common in older dogs. It's like doggy Alzheimer's or something. Huh. But he also he wakes up. Oh, geez, two to three times a night. Usually three times a night. Uh-huh. Goes to the door and he whimpers, and so I I let him outside. And, you know, he don't know. I don't know. I can't tell if he pees. I think he pees. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if if maybe he wakes up because he's uncomfortable. He has um, a slightly enlarged heart. He he has like um, what do you call that? A heart murmur. And he has a slightly enlarged heart. And I'm thinking, well, maybe he's uncomfortable when he lays down. That's why he wakes up. Um, yes, he so, is. 
He is uncomfortable. Yeah. I've connected to him while you've been talking. And okay. he is uncomfortable. He is dying. His spirit's out of his body, like Katie the cat. His, oh, yeah. um, it, again, go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com. Go to the 12 okay. phases of transition. You'll see okay. graphics there of the 12 phases, and you'll see what, the, what I call the spirit bubble, what it looks okay. like on those graphics. Okay. Also, I talk a lot about it in my book, Angelic Attendance. I don't know if you've had a chance to read it yet or not. But no, I haven't. Huh? It's, a, it's about people, but it talks um, – it, it, I have – a lot of information on there in there about animals as well. So um, I think I do agree with you that he is having some dementia issues, and that's why he wants to go out all the time, and he's mm-hmm. confused. And so um, he's I think confused. he's confused. Yeah, uh-huh. he's confused about where he is, and I think he um, is the heart causing him to be uncomfortable. No. Um, I think he's confused as much as anything. So what, what I suggest is keep him comfortable, just, um, you know, be around him and know that when he does pass, his spirit will be around you. And, um, and I, and unlike Katie, the cat, I think his, I think his passing is, is closer than hers. Um, okay. Well, what can I no. do? Is there anything I can do for him that he likes? Like I, I give him massages. Yeah. Is there a else? blanket that he likes to lay on? He's telling me that he wants um, stuff that's soft and comfortable. Is there a blanket that he seems to favor? He's showing me this blue blanket that's soft. It's not flannel, but it's that um, material that is just really soft. I think it's cotton. Um, oh, or po- no, I kind don't of have a blanket polyester. like that. Okay, well, I have sh- I have one of those um, orthopedic like doggy beds that that's cushy. It's soft. It's like a kind of like a harpoon. He's showing me a blue blanket, and and not a, a bed size blanket, but more like a blanket that you would use as kind of a throw. Kind of a thing, okay. And, it, okay. and it's and it's um, it's kind of between a light blue and a royal blue. I would call it a okay. medium. And he's saying All he right. wants to, he wants to lay on that. He needs okay. a blanket. He says he okay. gets cold at night. He says his joints are hurting. Yeah, he has arthritis. Yeah, and he's also he has uh, um, vision problems. He's his cataracts or whatever and. Okay. So he's in the I, room with me now, and he's pacing. Oh, okay. He wants Good. to go out the door, and then he comes back in. And yeah, and, uh, yeah. I think his joints hurting when he moves at night is what's waking him up more than anything. Um, oh, really? And I, and again, okay. since his spirit in his, isn't in his body, I can't get a visual of them. But he's telling me telepathically that his joints are hurting. So go 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 find him oh. a blue blankie. Maybe the blue what? has something to do with him being able to see it. Maybe. Yeah. So, so what? At what point? I mean, I don't want him to suffer. Yeah. And I will, you know. Euthanize him. him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. At what point should I do that? Well, let's ask him. Um, okay, hey, Max. When? Uh, 
when is a good time? Will you go on your own? No. Will you need help to go? Yes. When will Vicky know is the right time? He's saying when he can't control his bowels. Okay. Okay. So that'll be a, you know, that'll be a kind of an indicator for you. Okay. Okay. So I, I hope that, that helps. If that's going to be soon or... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that, yeah. but I but I think it. I don't think it's imminent, like in the next day or two. But I think it's coming. Right. So, um, but that'll be does an he, indicator for you. Does he? Can I don't know. Can, can you ask him? Does he like the massages that I give him? Or loves them. Loves them. He does. Okay. Yeah. Loves them. Loves them. Yeah. What doesn't he like? What doesn't he like that I do? Is there anything that I do that he doesn't like? <laughs> Do you have a sliding glass door? Yes. Yeah, he wants you to keep it open. <laughs> oh, okay. So he can go in and out at will. But I don't know okay. that you want to do that because, you know, you may have a squirrel or a possum or something in your house that you didn't plan on. So. Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. get a little critter. We don't we don't really get anything big. Because um, yeah. I have another dog and they kind of keep things away. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, he wants you to leave the sliding glass door open so okay. he can go in and out. Okay, okay. so well, um, I hope that helps. Well, yeah, it does. Okay, thanks for okay. calling. Well, thank you very much. You bet. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. I believe our next caller is Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Yes, from both Montana. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, just fine. Thank you. Terrific. How are things out in big sky country? You know, normally we do have really beautiful blue skies, but um, there's so many fires that we haven't been able to see the mountains for several months. Oh, no. I know. Hopefully the rain will come in and clear up the fires and clear up the skies a little bit. Are they forest fires primarily? Yes, they are. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. Well, yeah, hopefully they're far away from your house and it's just the smoke that's close by. Yeah, that that is the case here. Yeah, it's Good. very very dry, so hopefully we'll get some rain. Well, yeah, really. Can they just send it up from Houston? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, a little of it. Yeah, really. You don't you don't need 5 feet of it like they got down there, right? No, bless the people down there. My goodness. I know. Some of it has come over here to Alabama, and yesterday uh, down at the coast in Mobile and the suburbs around there, they were sending the kids home from school at around noon because there were tornadoes and stuff that were coming over from Louisiana over into Mississippi and then Alabama. And we had quite a bit of rain up here, certainly nothing like what they've had in the path of the hurricane. But, yeah, it's starting to make its way across the country. But that storm has just been crazy slow. It's been slow as molasses, which caused all the problems so so we'll we'll like do some rain dance chant or something and send some rain up your way yeah well that'd be great yeah Yeah. well do you have a question for me Uh, I do Um, I am really ready to to um, figure out sort of what the core issue is between behind my weight issues there's about 25 pounds that I'd really like to lose 
And, okay. um, and this is a long, long time thing. So if you could give me any discernment about that, I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I feel you, girl. I'm the same way. I carry around the same 20 pounds and think, okay, all right, all right. But I get you. I know. <laughs> but at, at this stage of my life, I'm like, look, I got the blood work of a, you know, 30 year old and I'm healthy as a horse and I don't have any aches or pains or anything. So maybe my rear end's just supposed to be poofier than it's than you know what I think it needs to be or something whatever but anyways I digress okay just telling you I feel you on this okay here we go I think most women do (laughs) because my laser beam out to Montana all right got you okay good all right all right wheat wheat what are you eating with wheat in it wheat I'm seeing wheat stalks stop stop eating wheat Okay. All right. Um, that's the first thing that's coming up, Sherry. And okay. I I just trust when I get somebody on my radar, the first thing that comes up, the energy always goes to where it's needed most. So I think you've got an intolerance for wheat. And the interesting thing about wheat in the U.S. is we are down to less than 10 strains of wheat from from what I read. And it's because the the um, GMO, you know, the wheat's been basically modified to the point where we get bigger yields and it's got pesticides and herbicides and all that jazz genetically modified into it. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently uh, what the research is showing is that most of us can't tolerate this funky design of wheat. Because we don't know, our bodies don't know what it is. And what I also have read is that when we go to Europe and other countries where they have real wheat that hasn't been genetically modified, that we don't have the problems. They don't mm-hmm. have the problems there that we have here. Okay. So in it, in it, it, the organically grown is one thing. Let me see if I can get a read on that. If it's in, you've heard me say, Sherry, hopefully, is it in my best interest too? And then we finish the sentence. So is it in Sherry's best interest to eat wheat? No, to eat organic wheat. I got a yes on that. Okay. So you, if I were you, I would avoid it for a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, clear out your system of all the stuff that you've been eating, anything that's processed, and then start adding in slowly some organic grains and stuff and see what okay. happens, okay? okay? And you're going to feel, if you can stay off of it for two or three weeks, you're going to feel differently. My guess is you're going to have a lot more energy and um, it's going to be interesting to see what difference you feel. Okay. So I'm getting that's the biggest thing that comes up right now. What about coffee? Coffee is really moldy most of the time, and it's not good for any of us unless you're drinking this stuff that has really been purified. We in America, uh, our FDA accepts mold levels in coffee that are higher than a bunch of other countries. Like we get coffee that's rejected by China and most of the EU and a lot of other uh, countries because their standards are higher than ours and they mm-hmm. it comes to America. So try bulletproof coffee mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 
because that coffee they they really um, uh, have a manufacturing process apparently that keeps the mold toxins really low in mm-hmm. their coffee. It can cause all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. The mold, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I would give that give that a try too. Okay. I will. Um, okay. Well, thank you. You bet. Thanks for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and happy Labor Day. Labor yeah, Day you too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one. It's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals, B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, altogether, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals.com and use Julie Ryan at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. We do the show everybody every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central and 5 Pacific. And you can find this information a variety of places. First of all, go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and you'll if you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, you'll see all that information, all this call information at the bottom. Secondly, when wherever you download podcasts, in the body of the description, it has all this call information and the times and the different time zones, and uh, and then you can find it there. You can find it if you sign up for my blog on my website. Uh, That information is in the blog. I send that out every Thursday morning, and it's a question somebody has submitted online, and I answer it. It's usually take you about a minute to read it, and I try and pick ones that are really interesting and a little different at times and uh, things that everybody can benefit from by reading them. And uh, those are all places you can find it. And then another place soon to be is YouTube. Going to get all of our uh, podcasts uploaded onto YouTube and pretty soon you'll be able to find it there as well. So those are all good places to look. Speaking of questions that have been submitted online, Here's one from Allison, and Allison lives in Palm Desert, California, and she said, Hi, Julie. I've heard many conversations around the necessity of a healthy pineal gland. Fluoride and other chemicals are reportedly damaging it by calcification, It, as in the our pineal glands, people's pineal glands. I'm also aware that this is considered our, quote, third eye, and if we are to be more in tune with our body and soul, we should have a healthy pineal gland. 
Would you please check mine and let me know how it looks and what I might need to do to improve its health? Thank you so much, Allison. And here's my response. Hi, Allison. Wikipedia says the pineal gland is a small endocrine gland in the vertebrate brain. The shape of the gland resembles a pine cone, hence its name. The pineal gland is located in the epithalamus near the center of the brain between two hemispheres and is tucked in a groove where the two halves of the thalamus join. The pineal gland produces melatonin, a serotonin-derived hormone which modulates sleep patterns in both circadian and seasonal cycles. Alrighty then. (laughs) What that means in English is the pineal gland is right behind where the forehead is and it regulates our sleep patterns and nothing you know more intense than that that's you know that's enough but um, that's the layman's description of what the medical description I just read is I went on to say I don't believe the pineal gland is our quote third eye rather I believe it sits behind the sixth chakra and I put in parentheses, an energy center in our foreheads. And when combined with our frontal lobe is what comprises the physical aspect of our spiritual third eye. By the way, the third eye is a mystical and esoteric concept of a speculative invisible eye, which provides perception beyond ordinary sight. Otherwise known as intuition, everyone is born with this ability. For example, have you ever thought of someone and then heard, heard from them or unexpectedly run into them? That's your intuition at work. All of us have experienced that. We think of somebody and the phone rings. I thought of somebody yesterday uh, who was a gal that went to high school with me, and she sent me a friend request on Facebook today. I mean, do, 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 do. that's intuition at work. I went on to say, when energetically connecting with you, I could, quote, see your third eye, sixth chakra, is wide open. This means you have the ability to access what we would consider to be intuitive information, and you can enhance your abilities with lots of practice. As for your pineal gland, it looks a bit sluggish, perhaps from the toxins, fluoride and other chemicals, mentioned in your question. To help it heal, consider increasing your intake of cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, and cabbage, along with more citrus fruits and wild blueberries. Of course, get organic foods if you can. In addition, consider sleeping in a dark room. Use blackout drapes, avoid nightlights, and cover any LED lights in the room. Since the pineal gland regulates our sleep cycles, it gets overtaxed when our bedrooms have even dim lights on them when it's time to sleep. Hope this information is useful. Thanks for your question. Okay, couple of thoughts. First of all, my husband laughs at me because when we travel, whether I'm with him or not, I carry a little roll of black electric tape. And I have a little pair of blunt end scissors and I cut little pieces of black electric tape and I cover over those little red LED dots like on the TV and on the whatever else that's in the room that has sometimes the, um, the thermostat will have a, have a, 
kind of like a display thing, I cover that over. If there's a, a smoke detector in the room, sometimes those things have those little red, red LED lights that flash at night. That makes me nuts. So I'll cover that with black electrical tape. And then I cover over the clock with a pair of shorts or something that's going to keep it dark to help make the room dark. Obviously, the drapes are closed. And sometimes I'll put a pillow or something where the drape closes just to keep it shut. Secondly, frontal lobe of the brain. That's what's developed when you use intuitive abilities. That's what I've done with my brain. I've learned how to do all this medical intuitive stuff. It's developing the frontal lobe. Scientists, and medical researchers say we use a very small fraction of our brain power. I believe them. Anybody can do what I do. You just got to learn to develop it and do it over time. I've been doing it for 23 years plus now, so that's a long time. And then lastly, chakras are energy centers in the body. And what happens with those when I see chakras is they look like pinwheels. They look like a... a um, a pinwheel or a, uh, what else can I describe it as, kind of a a spinning bunch of energy and they're in different parts of the body. They line up in a straight line along the front of the body and the back of the body. And so that's what the third eye refers to is the chakra that is over the forehead. And we we refer to it as the third eye. That's, and been referred to that since the beginning of time in all kinds of different cultures. So, Allison, I hope that answers your question. Okay, let's go back to the phone. I believe our next caller is Miss Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi. I didn't know that you'd have time to take my call, but I called in a little late, but that's so wonderful. Thank you. I do. Please tell everybody where you're joining us from. I'm calling from the San Francisco Bay Area. What's going on out there? Oh, it's going to be hot this weekend. We're having, it's getting to be, like they say, around 117. We're not used to that kind oh, of heat. But wow. On the weekend. <laughs> yeah, so near oh, us. That um, is hot. Really yes. hot for you guys. I've been in, I, when Candlestick Park was still operational, I've been to baseball games there in August with, the, with like a winter jacket on. Yeah, so- but you did a little different in San Francisco. I'm a little ways inland, but, um, yeah. but you know, I thought I would ask about my, um, someone who I called my aunt because she, yeah. she and I were really close. I would call her every single Saturday and she mm-hmm. died suddenly um, in July and I got to talk to her the day she was dying, but I didn't know she was going to die. She was in the hospital and you know, we had a nice talk, but then I, you know, thought she would be okay, and then she passed away, and I'm just wondering if she has any kind of mess. I miss her. You know, I try to talk to her, and her name's Donna, and um, okay. I just wondered if she had any anything to share about what she's up to in heaven. Yeah, wherever, you know? sure, sure. Okay, what I'm going to do, Susie, is I'm going to connect to you, and then through you, I'll connect to your Aunt Donna, and let's see what okay. she has to say for herself. Okay, laser beam heading from me here in Sweet Home, Alabama, heading to you in San Francisco Bay Area. Got you, your aunt standing to your right. That's usually where spirits are when, they, when we mm. call them in. Okay, um, she's saying to me, she is the sweetest thing <laughs> about you, talking about you. You oh, are the nice. sweetest thing. I would concur with that. All right. Uh, she said you worry too much about stuff that doesn't matter. 
Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she said, she said, tell her not to worry so much about stuff that doesn't matter. She mm. said, everything's fine. Everything's good. Um, she loves being able to be in multiple places all at the same time. You may have heard me say, Susie, that when we're in non-physical, when we're in spirit form, I believe that we can be, well, I don't believe, I see that we can be in multiple places at the same time with our loved ones. And I believe that correlates with what it says in the Bible about that we're made in the image and likeness of God. And unlike what most of us think that God looks like a human, I believe that it's we're made in the image and likeness of God in spirit form. So... God can be everywhere all at the same time because God's just energy, and we are too when we're in spirit form. So she's liking that. Do you have any specific questions for her? That you well, I'm ask? wondering if um, one if if she hears me when I'm talking to her, like on Saturdays or so, any time during the day when I talk to her, and then also if um, she. If, is though if she understands that I, I wasn't able to make it to the funeral at the last minute in Montana with things I was dealing with at home, if she, because I didn't want her to feel bad that I wasn't able, I would have loved to have been able to be there, but it didn't work out for me to get there. Okay, she's saying yes. That she hears you. She's saying remind her of how to talk to you. <laughs> okay, remind mm. you of how to talk to her rather. Mm. And I know you've heard me say this, you ask her a question in your head or you say something to her in your head and the first thing that comes into your head within a second is her answering you or responding to you. Mm, If you think about it for more than a second or two, that's going to be your brain answering you. So she absolutely hears what you're saying and um, she loves it. And she says it doesn't matter about the funeral. She said no. it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. She, appreci- she appreciates you even thinking about it, but she said it doesn't matter. And she said the good thing is that she can be with you all the time now. And she said if you want her close by, you just call her in. Okay, that's so wonderful. Because that's yeah. what I felt is now I can talk to her anytime instead of just on the phone. So That's right. That's right. Mm, yeah. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. I tell her I miss her lover and all the good things. So She hears you. You tell her you <laughs> <laughs> thank okay. you. You bet. So Have a great weekend. Thanks, Susie. You too. Thank you. Okay. You bet. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to another question that was submitted online. And this one came from Diane in Jackson, Jackson, Michigan. And she said, hi, Julie. My 16-year-old dog is having GI and mobility problems. Will she be transitioning soon? And here's my response. Hi, Diane. To get an answer for you, I first connected with you and then from you to your dog. What I saw confirms your your suspicions. Well, this is the third one tonight. We've talked about dog's spirits. Your pup's spirit is out of her body and is hanging on to the top of her head. That's what I was talking about with Katie the cat, with Kathy, and then also with Vicki who called in about her dog, Max. Um, you're, let's see, your pup's out, spirit's out of her body and hanging on to the top of her head. The spirit bubble looks like the part of a cartoon where the dialogue is placed. For a picture of what I'm describing, go to my site, AskJulieRyan.com, and click on the 12 Phases of Transition tab. There you'll see illustrations of what happens when humans are dying. 
Pets go through a similar situation without the angels and deceased loved ones present. Also in those illustrations, you'll see where pets' spirits are positioned when their beloved humans die. I also talk about this phenomenon in my book, Angelic Attendance, what really happens as we transition from this life into the next. In those graphics, and there's more explanations in my book about this, but in those graphics on my site, you'll see the pets are always in the same area, and I call that the dog pound, regardless of what kind of pet is in there. It's just where they always are when I'm scanning somebody who's dying. It's really remarkable. I went on to say, it always amazes me each time I work with families who have a loved one in their last days and, quote, see the dogs, cats, horses, farm animals, etc., whose spirits are present. When I describe the animals to the family, they're normally able to identify the deceased pets by name. Please remember, when our pets die, their spirits continue to be around us for the rest of our lives. Be open to the signs your dog will give you to let you know she's around. You may hear footsteps, sighing or panting, and you may even see see a glimpse of your dog out of the corner of your eye. These are all ways that our animals let us know that their spirits are close by. Our, Our human loved ones do the same thing, but animals... Absolutely. You'll, you'll sense them and perhaps even see them out of the corner of your eye. And what you're seeing is you're seeing like a hologram of their spirit. And they're going to appear how they look. They're going to appear how they looked when they were alive in physical form. Hope this information helps you get through your dog's transition. Okay. Funny point. When I first saw farm animals, I was scanning my husband's Aunt Ruby. And this was probably... 15 years ago and she was very elderly and she was dying and I was talking to her daughter my husband's cousin her name's Lynn and I was on the phone with Lynn and I said Lynn Aunt Ruby's got all these farm animals in the room with her there's horses and dogs and cats and cows and sheep and chickens and all this stuff I said does that make sense and she said yeah she grew up on a farm And I described what the cow looked like to her. I said, it's a white cow and it's got black spots on it. She said, yeah, that was a dairy cow named Molly. It was her pet. I said, all right, just telling you, this is what I'm seeing. And then, you know, I laughed to myself and I think, I can't make this stuff up. Okay, another question submitted online. Barbara from Moore, Oklahoma asked, Hi, Julie. I'd like to know what happened with the death of my brother and if I will find true love. Interesting combo for a question there. Well, Miss Barbara, when connecting to you and then to your brother, I saw him get killed in a motorcycle accident. He told me he died instantly and didn't suffer. His spirit is often around you. You can talk with them, Barbara, like what I just talked about with Susie. Ask them a question in your head or say something in your head. The first thing that comes in your head is going to be him answering you. If you think about it for a second or longer, that's going to be your brain answering you. So it's got to be immediate. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. I went on to say, as for your love life, when I asked if you'll find true love, I got a no. When I asked if you'll find love, I got a yes. Remember, spirits are very literal, and when asked a general question, give a broad, generalized answer. So, I refined the questions and asked, will Barbara find a romantic partner? I got a yes. When I asked what you can do to attract that partner, I got, that's in quotes, 
have her write a list of what she wants in this potential mate and to frequently look at the list. I also got for you to get involved in church activities. Do you belong to a church? If not, you may want to find one you enjoy and join it. Go, go, you know, manhunting in the church. That's a good place to find them, apparently, according to the spirits and beyond. Spirits and beyond are what my son, when he was a baby, used to say. And when he was little, he'd say, when he'd have a question, he'd say, Mommy, ask the spirits and beyond. So that's kind of a joke in our house. So, Barbara, go find your man in the, with this, in the church coming from the spirits and beyond. That's their advice to you. All righty. Let's go to another question. This comes from Catherine, and Catherine lives in Los Angeles, California. And she says, Hi, Julie. Ever since I left my meditation teacher over 13 years ago, I've had a pain and tension in my solar plexus slash diaphragm area. When I think about going to heaven with angelic attendance, which is cute, that's the name of my book, I get this guilty and sad feeling that keeps me focused on that area and I can't snap out of it. It's chronic shame slash guilt that years of counseling and talking with angels isn't helping. I feel the origin is in my root chakra and it's also attached to my throat, but I've tried everything and it's still there. All the time, it's still there all the time and manifests as panic and difficulty lying down. Please tell me anything you can that may help relieve my symptoms or figure out the origin of the issue so I can heal it forever. Thank you. And here's my response. Hi, Catherine. In order to get more information about what's causing your pain, I energetically connected with you in Los Angeles. When I got you on my radar, I could see a large cannon, cannonball-sized hole in your energy field membrane over your solar plexus. Our energy fields, and I have in parentheses, spirits, are the everlasting part of us that's incarnated into a body to have a human experience. As I perceive it, each energy field has a very thin outer membrane that contains our spirit's energy in order for it to support, and I put in parentheses, power our human bodies. The hole in your energy field membrane is causing a massive energy leak in your system and not allowing your body to use its full power to heal and return to homeostasis. Energy leaks are always caused by emotional trauma, either in this or a past life, and precede illness and disease. Emotional trauma can be something seemingly insignificant, like someone called you a bad name when you were a small child and hurt your feelings, to something major like an accident. You may or may not remember the incident. Whenever I see energy field membrane issues, I envision myself coming into the hole or tear, and I'm normally shown a mini-movie about what happened. I'm given information about your age at the time, who, if anyone, was with you, and a bit about the circumstances that transpired. Once the trauma is identified, the membrane will immediately get repaired and, in turn, will facilitate healing in the body. I believe this is an essential step in the whole getting well process. In your case, I saw you at the age of 13 being beaten by a man. Based on the size and severity of the hole, I believe you've been physically abused for a good portion of your childhood and adult life. 
As is always the case, once the emotional trauma was identified, I watched the hole in your energy field membrane get repaired and then shot energy through your body from your feet through the top of your head. You lit up like a beacon of light and are now working on full power. I believe this healing, what I talked about when that energy field membrane got repaired, I believe this healing will help your body end the pain and tension you've been feeling. Good luck. So... We all have this energy field membrane, and that's why I think our spirits are in a bubble on all these different graphics I've been talking about on the 12 phases of transition. And I believe what it does is it contains our energy when our spirits are in our body. Otherwise, the energy would just be flowing all over the place, and it wouldn't be contained and help. Our, our bodies work. I think it's all an integral part of keeping our bodies alive and working. And that's why when people die and they go into spirit form or non-physical, I see the spirit exit the body and the body doesn't work anymore. We all think it's our organs and our, our heart or whatever that's not working. And yeah, they're not working because the spirit, which is the power source in our human bodies, has exited, you know, it's exited the building. The building is our bodies, if that makes sense. So I see this all the time. Actually, I had two phone calls today from people who have a loved one who's dying, and now Kathy um, on the show, our first caller is the third one today. So I do this all the time and scan someone who's dying for the family. Normally, it involves traveling. Talk to a, a gal from Florida who's getting ready to get on a plane in the morning to fly to North Carolina to be with a loved one who's dying. And there are other family members flying in from other parts of the country. So um, it usually ends up being really helpful. And then I can communicate with the patient too as they're, as they're dying to help get their wishes known to their family and friends that, that want to be with them. So on that note, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. It's a holiday on Monday here in the U.S. And so happy Labor Day to all of, all of the Americans that are listening. I am on my way right now to go watch the Ohio State Buckeyes in their first game of the season. I'm a big college football fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes where I went to school and also of the University of Alabama. And they have a big game on Saturday night against Florida State. So we'll be watching a bunch of football here at our house and I hope you enjoy your weekend your holiday weekend hang in there everybody in Texas and Louisiana that have been affected by the hurricane we're sending you lots of thoughts and prayers and uh, and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and a, and a great holiday give us a call next week till then take care everybody bye now thanks for joining us be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.